Hey, Luke. What's up, bro? Did you hear about the hooker who had her appendix taken out? Uh, no. The doctor saw the wrong area, and now she's taking money on the side. This week on Another Digital Citizen, we'll be talking about News from the Week, TV of the Week, Indigo Children, Eurovision, WrestleMania results, and another digital review of Blockers. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to another Digital Citizen. I'm here with my friend Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Did you have a good uh, WrestleMania weekend? Uh, yeah, it was fun. Fun weekend. Yeah. Uh, good Sunday oh ha- hanging out. Oh. oh, such a fun weekend, Luke. I, I, I think I never had a better weekend in my entire life. To be honest, I think that's a lie. I'm... What? I think you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm lying? What? Yeah. Um. Uh, on Saturday at uh, twelve, I was uh, making myself a little uh, toast with uh, butter on it, and I ate one piece of the. Uh, toast with the butter and I was like fuck fuck's sake it hurts in the lower lower right of my body and I was like for fuck's sake and I was like okay I said to my friend Margaret uh, okay I'm going to bed I need to lay down uh, I went to lay down and I was like ah, I'm sure it's like uh, air or something like that that I've eaten a little too fast, or I—I I, I first thought maybe I was uh, there was something wrong with the butter and maybe even the the bread, and I was like, okay, let's lay down, and and then I was like, mm, this 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 doesn't really feel like air. It's it's hurting a little more. And I I started calling around and called called the emergency here in Lama. I was like, okay, uh, can I call talk to a doctor? And they were like, oh, mm, we will send you a taxi. You can get up here. And no joke, 
I like I was on the line. Uh, Margaret was keeping me entertained while I was waiting for the taxi. I I don't think I have been in so much pain in my entire fucking life. Look, it, yeah. it was hurting the shit out of it. So I came to the emergency, and what did they discover? It? Oh, my appendix. My appendix was almost to the burst. They had to operate my appendix. So no NXT and no WrestleMania for for me. Because I was too tired or in the hospital. With uh, uh, almost burst appendix. You saw them, you just didn't see them live, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. I've seen it after, <laughs> Right. Well, you got home uh, right before the pre-show of WrestleMania started, so you did get to see some of the pre-show, but uh, when you Two got matches. home, you <laughs> just got home from the hospital, so you pretty much yeah. like watched a couple matches and then went to bed. But, understandable. Oh, so... But, I, uh, I hung out with some other people on the Discord server over there, On the, uh, right. hung out with those people. It was alright, it was pretty fun. Uh, you know, five or six people hanging out watching WrestleMania for hours and hours and hours. Uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, what did you think about WrestleMania? Uh, I thought it was good. I mean, we're going to talk about it later, but uh, like a little more in depth about all the matches. But overall, I thought it was pretty good. There were certain things that were not that weren't as good. But I mean, with a show that long, there's going to be some things you like and some things you don't like. That's just inevitable. Um, a lot of people really hated it. I didn't think it was as bad as even certain years in the uh, in the recent past. So, can I call it the weirdest booking of all time? Uh, you Is could, it? I guess. Except, uh, <laughs> I thought. Well, we'll get into it when we do predictions. I, I, I think I thought they were going to do most of the stuff they did. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luke, 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 uh, war. Uh, if if you wonder if it was me or Luke that won the bet this this week, it was Luke. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. <sighs> All right. Well, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna start my Japanese tinfoil ball like they do on YouTube while we're doing the show, because that'll be good for the podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna start it, and then by the end of the podcast, I'll have a shiny tinfoil ball. All right, let's start. (laughs) That's trendy with the kids, right? (laughs) Yeah, so trendy with the kids. Oh, my God. So, uh, do you have, by the way, do you have your appendix? I do. Yeah, I never got mine out. Uh I know people that have got, obviously I know people that have gotten them out, but no. Uh, but it could happen at any time for anybody, really, uh, as far as I'm to understand. I, I think it's a pretty mysterious organ, so. It's 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 mysteriously hurting, that I can tell you. Uh, let's go to some news. Why don't uh, we start with the news this week? Let's start somewhere n- different than we usually oh. do and start with the news. Oh, you wanted us to start with something Completely else. That yeah, let's start with the news. Okay. Uh, California lawmaker proposed legislation uh, 
uh, on restrictions when police can shoot people or not. That's interesting. Right. This uh, it says California state lawmakers are proposing legislation that would impose restrictions when law enforcement officers can open fire. Uh, under the legislation, officers would only be allowed to open fire if there were no reasonable alternatives to the use of deadly force. Uh, the AP first reported uh, the legislation, which is supported by the ACLU and other groups. Uh, the proposal comes after the fatal shooting of Stephen Clark, an unarmed black man in Sacramento, which there is a video out there that's very sad. Uh, they, like, went into his backyard and just started shooting. Uh, he wasn't even... He was he was all by himself in his backyard, and they shot him. Um, the legislation would shift the current reasonable force rule to a necessary force standard, according to Associated Press. What do you think about this? Yeah, I saw the video. Uh, pretty, pretty depressing video, to say it mildly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, I'm I'm against guns in the in the first place. So <laughs> you're talking you're talking to kind of the wrong person. Uh, well, uh, if, uh, police with guns. I mean, it is a little bit of a different. Uh, scenario when you have the police have the guns you know what i mean but i think this is a good idea i just um it it seems a little hard to enforce because even now uh police don't get in trouble when they you know shoot a guy who's running away from them in the back so uh but i mean this would this would probably help with being able to get the those kind of people in trouble if you're shooting somebody and there's they're running away from you that should automatically be some red flags <laughs> happening. If people are running against you, uh, then from you, yeah. Like, oh, save me, save me, the one is shooting. Yeah, but oh, it, I, I, underst- I understand that, that they need to talk about this, and I, I think it's interesting that they talk about it, like, Norwegian police have to have special purpose, uh, permits, per, 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 per. permits, oh, permits. Thank you. Oh, okay. From 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 the national, uh, uh, like the you have it has to be really bad for Norwegian police to carry weapons. They don't usually do it right. on a normal basis. Mm-hmm. I don't, uh, uh, it's not allowed in Norway. Uh, it's allowed in in airports and things like that, of course. Um, but but uh, that's more more um, terror. Uh, when when we talk about terror um, places where where people can do terror attacks, uh, one of the places that has been. Uh, on the list of uh, terrorist organizations have been Gardermoen, and uh, it's not that far away from me. It's one, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe two and a half hour with train. So I know where this at least, maybe two hours with train. 
And uh, uh, there you can see uh, armed Norwegian police, but you wouldn't see it in the street like sure. normal if you go if you go to Oslo, for example, the capital of Norway. You don't get it. Right. I guess that's. I mean, that is the difference uh, from America and a lot of other places. Uh, and. I mean, the whole thing here, though, is uh, the idea of reasonable force and necessary force as far as uh, giving them a better guideline of when they're allowed to use their gun, if they're going to use it. I mean, this would, uh, Mm. you know, uh, if you, this is something you would want in Norway for those police that are in the uh, airports, probably, if you don't already, Mm. I guess, so... I don't know. I think it's a good. It's just a proposed le- legislation, so we're gonna have to wait till I guess the end of the year. I think for to see if this actually goes through, but we'll see what happens with it. I can no joke. Don't I? I no joke. Don't remember the last time Norwegian police opened fire with guns. I think it's pretty long time since I've heard that they shot someone. Right. Yeah. I think I, that uh, uh, before, even before Breivik, it has to be. Like, I, I'm not kidding. It has to be years ago. Hey, we talked about this guy's uh, Skripal. Skripal. Uh, that was uh, tried to be killed with a nerve agent. I don't think he was uh, trying so to be killed. <laughs> they tried to well, kill him. <laughs> they tried to kill him, sorry. He's trying no, to be he killed. Try- <laughs> Hello! I'm here! Trying to kill me! <laughs> yeah, no. Um, uh, his cat died. And uh, a guinea pig. Aww. Uh, guinea pigs, I think it said. Uh, uh, let me make sure on that. Two guinea pigs. And a cat uh, belonging to the him and his daughter died following the nerve agent attack. Um... What happened was, it looks like they were in the house. The uh, police, or maybe um, whoever was dealing with the... the, Oh, here it says, Department of Environment, Food and Rural Affairs. Uh, They, they, you know, blocked the house off. Because, you know, there may have been a chance there might have been poison in this house somewhere. Uh, And they left the cat and the guinea pigs in there, and... They died. So the, the the UK government just let them die in this house, probably of you know starvation. Uh, I guess the cat didn't. The two guinea pigs were found dead. The cat was in such bad shape that they ended up putting it down. So this is super sad. Uh, this is just kind of a follow up from uh, you know the whole poisoning thing, um, and and it just it's it's. Uh, it's really silly that they would let this happen, that they wouldn't get the cat and the guinea pig out of there initially, so. Well, now we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics of discussion, war. (gasps) What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. We never talk about the war. And and people are like, there's war? Uh, Yes. In Syria, there's war. 
for example, in Duma, I hope I pronounced that uh, correctly, uh, at least 70 people uh, killed, subject, uh, suspect a chemical attack in Duma, in Syria, a lot of kids. Oh, awful, 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 awful. Uh, right, um, let's go into this. Uh, 70 people died as from a suspected chemical attack. Uh, volunteers and rescue forces uh, tweeted graphic images showing several bodies in a basement. I think most people have seen the video that's out there that's really disturbing. Yeah. Uh, there's... N uh, there's been no independent verification of these reports, uh, so we still, like, we'll get into it, but there is no uh, independent verification other than uh, uh, government agencies in the area saying that this happened. Syria has called the allegations of the chem chemical at attack a fabrication, as has its main ally, Russia. Uh, the, United S the, the U.S. State Department said Russia with its unwavering support for Syrian government, ultimately bears responsibility for the attacks. Uh, this was huge news. Was that this huge news in uh, Norway? Uh, of course. Of course. And uh, Russia says, like you said, there's no evidence of this attack. But of course they would say that. Uh, Trump didn't believe them, so... He tweeted. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I, other than the video we've seen, I don't. I guess there kind of isn't any. But that video is evidence, right? So I, I guess that counts as evidence yeah. right there. Um, but like, even in this art, the BBC article, the the first one, uh, it says there's no independent verification yet. Uh, that doesn't mean we won't get some kind of uh, maybe UN. Uh, peacekeepers or somebody going in there and getting us some kind of ind or even uh, just an independent journalist of some type uh, going in there and actually uh, going to the actual site and seeing it and being able to verify that, th that this all went down I mean it's been it's been less than a week uh, and this it, it this is an, an easy place to access or anything like that so in a way it's understandable that we haven't got verification yet but Russia says no evidence, um, and Syria is saying no evidence as well. Uh, everybody else is disagreeing with them. The one I thing mean, you don't they, see in the news yeah. that I find interesting, that I want to mm -hmm. know, is why they don't ever discuss why the Syrians would gas their own people. Like, why? Mm. What's the point? What's the gain? Uh, like why it's never discussed shouldn't that be discussed no. why would you why are you gassing your own people well it's because <laughs> they, they they don't they don't maybe people to be there uh, so they can get her resources out of those places i don't know it's their country. <laughs> that's the that's the whole thing it's the, the people who own the country are the ones that are accused of gassing these people Right, so what's the point of gassing your own people? I mean, in, in, unless it's some kind of religious thing that I'm unaware of. Uh, if somebody knows about that, go ahead and send it in. But 
you would think they would mention that on the news because I've been watching news about this for over uh, almost a week. I mean, uh, even before this, about things about Syria, and we had the gas attack a few years ago there, where Trump mm-hmm. remember bombed like a air base afterwards. Do you remember that? I don't know. Yeah, I remember that. But yeah. it was never discussed why they did it then, and it turns out from that one, uh, which nobody mentions on the news now is it turns out that was uh not done by the syrian government that one was done by rebels who were trying to trick us into thinking it was the syrian government doing it to their own people so there is a chance that this could turn out to be the same thing um and then russia comes with accuse against israel of a missile attack on the airbase um right so the next russia... day after uh the chemical attack uh, there was a, a, a i guess they say f-15 fighter jets flew over an airbase yeah. and bombed it so yeah go ahead near homs in central syria an israel military spokesman said he had uh, no comment of course uh, Rus- a russian defense minister said israel conducted the strike uh, from lebanese airspace and uh, Syrian air uh, defense system shut down five or eight, m- five out of eight missiles. The Interfax News uh, agency reported. And Israel has denied sending these planes. Uh, of course, Russia and Syria are saying that Israel is doing it. Uh, <laughs> uh, suspected the United States of being behind uh, Israel doing it. So they're saying that Israel is doing it for the United States because they're allies. Uh, But both the United States and Israel are denying having anything to do with this. Uh, So that's kind of interesting. I don't know who did that bombing. Uh, But uh, people in the area said that they saw two Israeli F-15 fighter planes uh, carry out the strikes. So, but they're denying they did it, even though uh, people are saying they saw it. This is a very crazy story because everybody's denying a- everything happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, uh, uh, of course, Trump comes out and says, we will move quick. We will do quick things. Right. I guess today, uh, this is just to, uh, this morning, uh, he tweeted, "Russia, va- uh, this is from a Donald Trump tweet. Russia vows to shoot down any and all missiles fired at Syria. Get ready, Russia, because they will be coming nice and new and smart. You shouldn't be partners with a gas-killing animal who kills his people and enjoys it. So that's from Donald Trump this morning saying, we are going to attack Syria. <laughs> so that's what he basically said. Said we're sending m- missiles there. So... Uh, one thing, Trump had, uh, had, there was like a scheduled meeting, I think it was to somewhere in Central America he was going, uh, and they canceled that trip, uh, to deal with the Syria situation, which a lot of people are saying is a, um, it's a sign that there could be a conflict coming, uh, even in the next couple days, so. Hmm. Uh, did you, uh, by the way, did you watch Zuckerberg uh, today? Uh, no. His... 
statements to... No, I, I saw a little bit of it yesterday, but, like, just the... Uh, uh, just a little clip of it. Um, I didn't see any of it today. Because he's... He did it yesterday and is doing it again today. Uh, but nothing super interesting that I saw. Anything you saw interesting? Uh, no, they made... Uh, he made some jokes, even. Like, sure. in front of them. Uh, uh, he, was, he was trying to be funny. I was like, uh... I mean, the part that I saw was him being like, uh, yeah, sure, you can regulate the internet. That's As long as it's good for you and it's good for me, then I'm happy with it. And he definitely seems, uh, at least from the parts that I saw, that he believes that Russia used Facebook to do something with the election. Or at least that's the way he's trying to portray it in uh, in the court. So, uh, I, yeah, I, don't, I really don't know what to think about it. I mean, the guy is socially awkward, to say it mildly. So. <laughs> oh. oh, it hurts to math. Um, Norway aims to prove that aviation can go green. How is that possible? Right, so uh, Norway uh, is... Uh, is uh, the Norwegian transportation minister right? Uh, Ketil Slovik Olsen sounds about Ooh, right. I'm I'm um, impressed by your Norwegian. There. Ah, thank you. Uh, many people say that we must get get rid of air transport because it will never be able to deal with the emissions and noise. But uh, she says this is an outdated approach. Um. Uh, in my mind, there is no doubt by 2040, Norway Norway will be operating totally electric, uh, said Dag Falk Peterson, uh, head of the country's public air, air airport operator. Um, uh, right, so we talked... interesting to see electric airplanes. Right, we talked about the zero emissions by 2025 that... Uh, they made a deal, I I think it was you and Sweden and somewhere else all made a deal that you were going to try to do it. Um, I think it was Denmark, if I don't uh, remember correctly. Okay, Uh, and I guess that would include airplanes, and so uh, their plan is to, uh, for the airline industry to cut its CO2 emissions in half um, by 2050, so... Yeah, their plan is to try to get an electric-powered aircraft by 2030, uh, and then, like I said, cut the emissions in half by 2050. So, this is interesting. I mean, I I never really thought about electric airplanes before. I've never thought about it. <laughs> Isn't that strange that, that I, I, I never thought about that either? I, I think like maybe maybe we could make oil out of those fucking snails they had snails yeah snails on the train snakes on on the plane oh snakes not snails S- snake <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> throw is on one today all right <laughs> oh, gosh. Snails on a train. New movie coming soon. <laughs> uh, I was blown away the other day. I saw 
where was it? Oh, it was on a YouTube video. Uh, some people went to, like, check out dirt bikes, you know, like, you know, just like a off-road kind of dirt bike, and I guess all the new dirt bikes that, like, Honda is selling, most of them are electric now, uh, and they're crazy, like, they're crazy fast, uh, as far as dirt bikes go, and they're, you, they barely, you can barely even hear them, uh, they, they're pretty awesome, actually. I, 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 I have no clue where that came from. I'm a little loopy, people. I'm a little loopy-loop, people. So I'm a little out of it. I'm still not 110% sure. I don't know if I've I've, 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 I've told you, but I've actually had uh, my appendix removed. I don't know if I've told you. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, so... Uh... But uh, but this is interesting. It, it, then Tesla of skies. When do you think we will see it? Uh, eventually, I think. Uh, well, I mean, like I said, those. I think it's possible to do it sooner. Probably, I think the cost, uh, making it cost effective for airlines to buy electric powered planes um you would think it would be cheaper in the long run not having to spend money on fuel and everything else like that but yeah i don't know i'd i'd have to see like the data on all that uh, on the breakdown of like how much cheaper over time it would be or if it would be at all because mm. that's the thing that would make the airlines switch over is if they're if if over time they're going to be spending less because they're not going to be buying fuel or if the cost that of the electricity is going to be just as much. Uh, so yeah, I, I really don't know if we're going to see it or not, but I definitely think we'll see electric airplanes. So, uh, but least, but not last, uh, or last, but not least, Jesus, I'm out of it today. Uh, us Homeland security, uh, compiled database of journalists. Yay. Media interference. We love media interference. All right, um, spokesman for the Department of Homeland Security on Friday uh, pushed back against the report warning of the agency's plan to compile a list of media professionals and influencers. Influencers. It, the only place I've ever heard influencers is YouTube. Yeah. The only place I've ever heard that used as a, as a thing. <laughs> as a term, yeah. Yeah. A list of uh, professionals and influencers as part of a media monitoring effort. Uh, the plan outlined uh, on a government website posted by DHS this week says that the agency will create a database of any and all media coverage uh, related to the agency or specific events with a list of more than uh, 290,000 global news sources searchable by location and individual reporters. So they're going to make a, a giant list of everybody who's in media or it looks like even on YouTube, even just like YouTube personalities. Uh, yeah. So wh wh uh, why PewDiePie, are they doing they're this? Coming for, they, they want PewDiePie's money. They want <laughs> PewDiePie's revenue. They're coming for Das Black. And everybody else on YouTube. Uh, 
uh, here, the plan has said to be an encroachment on the free press by the federal government and no suggested shit, to be a response to Russia's cyber attacks and meddling. Oh, so it may be a response to Russia's cyber attack and meddling during the 2016 election. So they're using the this 2000, these memes and stuff from the 2016 election that are supposedly a Russian cyber attack or whatever. They're using this to uh, encroach on f- the free press. This is what happens. This is how things. This is how things happen. Responding to the tweet, a committee for a committee to protect journalists, which shared the report. Uh, the DHX spokesman Tyler Holton suggested that critics who cited the department's new tracking plan as supposed attack on the press were conspiracy theorists. Ooh. Yep. So the DHS is saying anybody who says this is an attack on the free press is a conspiracy theorist. Any suggestion otherwise to fit for a uh, anybody suggesting otherwise is fit for a tinfoil hat wearing black helicopter conspiracy theorist. Yep. I don't know. It sounds like you're. Uh, this could encroach on the free press to me because <laughs> they would know you're you're mm-hmm. putting people on a list. You know what I mean? And then. The, if they see you do something they don't like, then they can just go through that list, find you, uh, find all your information, they, and they had get had you. some list like that before. I remember it wasn't in Germany. It wasn't really that popular. <laughs> this, yeah. Uh, let's see, Michelle Fabio. Remember that, uh, everybody, when you had to have a star on your fucking chest because you were a Jew. I, uh, Michelle Fabio has argued uh, she called the move enough uh, to cause nightmares of a constitutional pr- proportion, Jesus particularly Christ. as freedom of the press is under attack worldwide. Uh, no shit. With fake attack, news and shit. Oh. Our attack is not hyperbolic, is what she said. So, this is a little scary to me, and it's something that's not being I mean, talked who? about in regular news. You think that regular news would talk about something that's going to 100% affect them, but this is not a talking point on NBC or CNN or anything like that. So, Yeah, and definitely not Fox News. Because that's already fake news. See what I did there? Yeah, so is MSNBC and most of <laughs> CNN. And, uh, yeah. We've covered this already, though, so... Hey, do you like Melina Trump? I think she's alright. I don't don't have any problems with her. Me neither, to be honest. Uh, Let's hear Tron tell the truth about Melina Trump. This is Tron where Tron tells the truth. Today I'm going to say something nice about a person in the White House. Well, who's that going to be you mentioned? But it is Melania Trump. Yes. A little lot, a lot of shit about Melania Trump. She's not classy. She's not a good first lady. She and they show us some old photos of her nude. Oh, this is not classy as Michelle Obama. No, maybe she's not Michelle Obama. She don't have a good degree from a university. Or she's not been working at doctors and anything like that. She's just a woman who tries to survive, like a lot of people of us. I don't. I don't think most of us go out in the morning and we try to survive in shitty conditions that hmm I have to do something classy all my life because maybe one day I will become the first lady or first man of the White House I didn't think Malana even thought about that 
if I think she had to decide, she would not have that role. It's not a very pleasant one. Everybody hates you, even which call you have or where you come from and what you are. Just look at Hillary Clinton, Michelle Obama, and you name it. First ladies we don't like at all. And we don't like Melania Trump either. Not the liberals, not the left. I know why. But why? Really? Have she ever done anything to you? She's not a politician. I don't think she ever wanted to be. If I'm going to look back on my life, I done a lot of stupid things. And as, as a, that, thank God, was f before Facebook and before I had a digital camera. So all those pictures are lo locked down in some secret basement, some secret bank somewhere. Melania Trump had done what she'd done, done to survive. She's done like a lot of us did, to get a better life. Is it everything good? Is everything moral or not? It's not me to decide. It's not you to decide either. People are not, people are sometimes put in a role that they're not used to and that they don't even want to in the first place just because somebody else wants them to do that. And suddenly they become a mockery. I never think it's fun when you talk about shit about a wife or husbands to politicians. They didn't choose it. They just go have to go along with the ride. So think about that, that next time. And really? Melania Trump? You better do one thing who will only make America great again. Get a divorce. That was Trump. Trump tells the truth. Have a nice evening. That was Trump telling the truth about Melina Trump. I actually agree with Trump this week. <laughs> I, was, I was listening to it and I was like, hmm, I totally agree. Um, you can write email address uh, thing. Uh, it's called emails. And you can send it to another digital citizen at gmail.com. Another digital citizen at gmail.com. Or you can join our Facebook group, Another Digital Citizen on Facebook. Yep. Mm hmm. Has someone sent mail about my appendix, maybe? They found it? No. No appendix mail this week. Nope. Oh, too bad. But uh, what we have listened to and um, maybe felt like an appendix almost bursting was uh, Eurovision songs. See what they did there? Because you hate Eurovision. Uh, this week uh, I gave you uh, one live and one not live at all. I gave you Finland. Let's talk about Finland first. What did you think about Finland? What, which one is this? This is the one that's live. Okay. Um, uh, let's do Greece first, then, because it's like okay. the, it's the one that it, we're gonna have less to say because it's a music video. Okay. Uh, okay. Sure. So yeah, what's the name of the, what's the name of the song from Greece? Yala Tarasi with Uno Miro Right. Yes. And this is a pretty generic female love song. Uh, I looked up the lyrics and... Uh, well, right. This is in uh, this is in Greek. It's, obvi it's not in English, so you have to look up the lyrics and translate them. But it's a very generic love song. Uh, like, uh, if you walked a mountain, would you walk a mountain for me? Kind of thing. Um, 
I like uh, so it. overall, I was I was not super impressed. I thought it was pretty generic, and it was a music video, so can't really give any notes on the live performance or anything. So, I I think her voice is interesting. Uh, I I I like the um, Greekiness of the uh, song. I like that I can hear or right right away that this is. A Eurovision song from Greece, and um, I think that's one of the things that made me more—I uh, don't know—happy to hear this, because I've—I've I've given a—I—I I, I see like I've given a lot of twos and ones and six and some eights and tens, uh, but but I—I—I I, I feel like you that it. It's hard to say anything about it because it's a video, but I like the song as as it's now. It's really generic, maybe, but I like generic love songs. So sure, I if you like mind. that kind of thing, I guess. Yeah. So uh, I will give my score first uh, for for once, and I will give this uh, seven. All right, I'm gonna give it a one. Then we have uh, Finland, and it is Sara Altu with uh, Monsters. And she is in later text in this video. That's the most uh, thing about this. Right, well, at the end, she kind of changes outfits through the, through the performance. This performance was at least... Uh, I would say the best performance, live performance we've seen from anybody yet, as far as like the production value, it was. Oh, production value wise, yes, I totally agree. Uh, it was above and beyond anything we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Um, what did I write down about this? Uh, oh, the number of people on stage. Like we, we when we talked about Eurovision, I remember saying, uh, reading the rules, and it's saying like there's you're only allowed to have six people on stage at a time. Well. They had six people, but it felt like they had, like, 20 people on this stage doing all these different crazy things. Didn't it feel that way to you, Fro? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because uh, they got this giant cage, and then they there like, flags waving around with, like, there's lasers all over the place, and she's changing outfits, and they're, like, uh, dancing. They, they would be, like, doing one thing, and then all of a sudden they'd all choreograph into a point where they would all start dancing together, and then they'd go out of the dance to do something else. That whole thing was uh, <laughs> the best I've seen out of anybody yet. The song... What? The song, yes. Let's talk the about song that. I thought was pretty good, as far as, like, just a... Uh, you know what I thought about this song? Mm. I thought this was a better kind of female anthem than Israel was. I thought <gasps> this was more... <gasps> I thought oh, this no. had a better better message as far as like the lyrically about women's empowerment than Israel did 100%. Oh. Okay, so what are you giving this as a score? Uh we'll see what you have to say. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> What is it with Finland I don't like? I I, I... I don't. I, I. I. I really don't know. Look, but I really, 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 really don't like this song. 
I I I I I think it's uh, maybe it's her voice, maybe it's the song itself, maybe it's just uh, I I I feel like I've seen this sixty billion times before, and I feel like this uh, where 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 we talked about uh, oh. I can hear there's grease in the grease song. Like there's nothing in the song that tells me this could be from Finland. This could be from Hungary or Moldova or Slovenia or and, and there's absolutely no um, what I, I I call like home color in it. There's nothing like telling me that this this is Finland. Finland, this is. You understand what I mean? Like... I mean, to a degree. I just, I to me, that doesn't go into a factor of whether it's a good song or not. So, well, it it, it I, I just found it incredibly boring and and trite, and I, I I yeah, I did not like this. All right, I give it a four. Ooh, uh, that's higher than me. Uh, I give it a two. I think this one again has a chance to win. Like uh, the really? uh, well, from the production value, yes. Uh, this has way better performance production value than any song we've seen yet, and that's gonna go a long way, I think. The song is, like I said, the lyrics are actually pretty good. The song itself is, uh, it's almost generic. It's not as generic Eurovision as Russia was. I'll say that much. But it, oh. it's it's got a little bit of generic Eurovision song going on. But the lyrics, if you go and read <laughs> the lyrics and you, and you pay attention to them, there's a good right. message there, and they make sense. And they, uh, and I think she's a decent singer, and she puts those those things across. Uh, so yeah, what'd you give this? I said I give it a two. A two? Okay, I didn't hear that. Um, but yeah, no, the... I know, I know of some somebody I know that will be extremely angry if Finland wins, but uh, I, I think I, I, uh, I, I don't think that will be a danger. <laughs> I, I don't... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it has a chance. I think it'll get to the finals for sure. Uh, whether it'll win or not, I don't know. I mean, it's very clear that Israel song is like the most pushed. They're pushing the crap out of that because even on YouTube, when I looked, I go to the YouTube of each of these songs, the very first thing suggested on every single time I go to any <laughs> Eurovision song, the next suggested video that it's going to autoplay is always that song. From, from Israel. <laughs> like, they're That's pushing it. it. Israel, that Israel song is the Roman reigns of Eurovision this year. I'm serious. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, they are pushing it hard. I think they uh, went over 8 million views or something. Well, yeah, because it auto plays after every song. You can, so, <laughs> so, yeah, they're going to have a lot of views. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Are you ready to go to the WWE book of top tens from Margaret? Woohoo! Sure. Um, let's do it. I, we, usually we talk wrestling after this, but I think probably we'll talk wrestling in the WrestleMania section, right? Because yes, it, don't, yes. it wouldn't make sense to talk about Raw here. No. Okay, no. yeah, let's do the book. Um, good guys gone bad. Is the list okay? Yes, uh, the WWE universe is loyal to the core, and they give full support to their favorite superstar. When a superstar be- are behaving badly, they can take years of the WWE universe to get over their betrayal if they ever do it at all. Okay, superstars behaving badly is my favorite reality show on the E Network. Um, <laughs> Uh, um, let's see, uh, Shawn Michaels, maybe number one? No, he's number four. Hmm, who else turned, oh, Hulk Hogan? Yes, he's number one. All right. All right. All right. See, I, I, I kind of thought it would be Shawn Michaels just because that was WWE, where the Hogan turn was WCW, but I forget that they don't care about that in these lists. So, yeah. yeah. Who's number two, you think? Number two. Let's see, who else turned that would have been? Uh, Bret Hart? Uh, he is not on the list. Uh, Batista? He's number seven. Hmm. I don't know then. What's number two? Andrew the Giant. Ah, oh, I should have guessed that one. Ah, oh, uh, that... yeah. <laughs> you should actually. Uh, number three is the Fabulous Freebirds. I don't know why. Why are they this... all on these lists? This I, I, is I not know. the first time they've been on one of these lists, and it's like, I what know. the fuck are you doing on these lists? I don't. Number four is Shawn Michaels. Number five is the yeah, Stone Cold. Uh, number six is Larry Osobisco. Number seven is Baptista. Number eight is Owen Hart. Nine is Seth Rollins. And ten is Paul Ordorf. And is that a little funny that Paul Ordorf is on the list the week he showed up in on Raw? Uh, what? Paul Ordorf? No, yeah. oh, you're thinking, you're that's not Paul Ordorf. I'm pretty sure that guy's dead. You're thinking of uh, the manager for the Authors of Pain, right? Yeah. It's not yeah, that's Paul not... No, not the same guy. Isn't his name Paul Orndorff? No. What is his name, then? Uh... It's Paul something, isn't it? Well, let me look it up. <laughs> Through the... To remember! <laughs> well... Most a random segment ever. <laughs> Paul Ellering. Right. Oh, Paul Ellering. It was Paul something. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Paul Warendorf is not dead. I thought he had died, but apparently not. As long as it's not Paul McCartney. That would be an interesting manager for a heel... Yeah, tag team in WWE 
I would pay Paul McCartney to come out and do something to do with wrestling. Well, uh, considering so how much it costs for one of his like concert tickets, it, they probably have to pay him like sixty bazillion dollars to do it. So. <laughs> Yes, so we're not going to talk about uh, wrestling because we're going to talk about Raw and SmackDown after WrestleMania because it makes absolutely no sense talking about it here. Agreed. But uh, have have you seen anything on TV this week? I did. I saw some stuff. Uh, (coughs) I saw Barry. I watched uh, the first three episodes. I guess the third episode was yesterday, so I watched that. So what? Uh, it's, 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 uh, it wasn't as funny as I thought, like, it's not like a laugh out loud, it's more of, it's got more dry humor, which, you know, I like that, so I enjoyed it. Uh, I wasn't 100% sure whether I really liked it until the most recent episode, and then I was like, oh, yeah, this, this show's pretty great. But it starts off a little slow in episode one, but if you Mm -hmm. get to episode three, then it starts to get really interesting, so, um... Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, did you see The Crossing this week? I did see The Crossing this week. It went from bad to worse, if you ask me. You didn't like it? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, what'd you think? No, I, oh, oh, I've seen this show before. It was French. Um, uh, okay, so this reminds me. This is a mix of so many shows. This is a little of Lost. There's a little of the uh, 444,000. There's a little uh, of uh, like vampire show. Like this, this <laughs> feels. Uh, this feels. So fucking generic. I have never ever seen a show where where I felt like someone was holding and leading my hand to a conclusion. Like I, I'm not saying it's a bad show, uh, but it, it, I I do think it's been done better before. And I, for me. For me, uh, of the two things that you recommended me last week, this is the biggest disappointment of those two things, to be honest. Uh, I, I I don't even remember what the other thing I recommended you was. I just remember uh, recommending this, but I, th- I think it's pretty good. I, I guess other people should check it out and tell us what they think. Oh, definitely. Uh, you recommended me a movie. Oh, okay. I see. On Netflix. Uh, let's see, what else did I see? Um, oh, Everything Sucks, which was one of the shows I was looking forward to, got cancelled. Uh, which I think it deserves, because it really wasn't that good of a show. Um, did you ever watch any of it? Yeah, I watched the two first episodes. Oh, really? I never heard what you thought of it. Yeah, no, I, I did think it sucked. (laughs) <laughs> Everything sucks. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I saw the Return of Jersey Shore this week. <laughs> did you I see the Return of Jersey Shore? No, I did not. 
Uh, I've been you... busy with other things this week. I don't know if I've told you, but I had my uh, appendix out. Yeah. Well, yeah, but Jersey Shore happened before that <laughs> happened. So you, there's a chance you would have seen it. But yeah. if you're doing a Jersey Shore reunion, you know one thing you really want to do is have it be the whole show based in Miami. Because that makes mm-hmm. sense, right? Because Jersey Shore, mm-hmm. let's do the whole show in Miami. Why not? Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't. I don't get Oops. it. They're, they're like, let's do a Jersey Shore reunion in Miami. Why are you calling it Jersey Shore? Shouldn't it be called the Miami Shore now? It doesn't make any sense. But <laughs> it's snuck in there. Yeah, everybody's it, all the original cast oh is God. back. Uh, all the original cast. Right. Uh, exactly. Like in Ooh. America, you don't just get new people to like make a new show or like you know like uh, Jordy Shore. They'd be like, oh, we'll just get younger people and continue the show. No, in America, you have to get these people who are like, they all have kids now and they're older. And uh, I mean, it's it's kind of entertaining, but in this at the same time, it's a little bit depressing because you're like, I remember watching the Jersey Shore originally, and now you see <laughs> you see it I now, remember. and they're all like, just like parents and stuff, and yeah. all, all the all the women have like plastic surgery clear clearly have uh plastic surgery and some of the guys do as well so it's a little uh eh, it's it's a, it's a mixed bag most people hate it i i i think it's ridiculous so i enjoy it okay. uh and then the last thing i saw was the last og came out this week did you see did you see this no i would recommend this it's very funny uh tracy morgan is the main character. Oh, cool. He gets arrested uh, uh, in the 90s, I guess, and he's in jail for 15 years. And so he gets out, and he comes back to Brooklyn, and it's been gentrified. So he tries to hook up with like all his uh, old buddies, and uh, none of them are there anymore. And he goes to find his old girlfriend, and she's... Uh, working at, like at charity event and stuff like this, uh, and he 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 used to be this gangster, and now he has to figure out how to fit into this world of um, uh, 2018. So it, it's it's interesting. It's very funny. Tracy Morgan, you know, he's a very funny guy. So, mm. I like him. What'd you see this week, Fro? Um, I saw a doctor. I saw a nurse. I saw a hospital. I don't know. I saw a surgeon. They don't have TV in the hospital there? <laughs> no. Oh. Alright. I was bored to tears. Yeah. I think every hospital room in America has a TV, or most of them do. So, weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, no. I. Uh, <clears throat> the only thing that kept me insane, kept me sane, during my hospital visit was Margaret, so thank you once again, Margaret, for keeping me so entertained. Oh, it was it was so boring. Oh, other than that, but uh, no, I haven't watched uh, many things to be honest. I have had uh, other things to do. Right, but uh, when when uh, when uh, I came home. Um, I was I was thinking that I wanted to challenge you, and uh, I know that you love when I do this live and you have 
think uh, out of the box and things like that. Do you have a show that you're a hundred and ten percent sure I never seen? No. No. What do you no. think? Oh, I'm sure he's never seen that show. Uh, you're saying a hundred ten percent, so no. Okay. Well, I guess there's the last OG. I'm 110%. You've never seen that because you just told me you've never seen it. So, yes, there is one show. <laughs> Ouch. Um, uh, is there a show that you think I have never seen? Where do you try to get at, for, at here, Fro? I think you just oh, get no. to the point because I, 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 I got nothing. Okay. What's, what, what is the worst show you've seen in maybe the 10 years, 10 years. I don't know what I'd have to think about it, I guess. I'll uh, think about it. Okay. I'll ask you later. Let's move on. Uh, Indigo. Indigo, Indigo. Ta meg med til regnbuland, et land av sted. That was a Norwegian television tune there for you. And uh, we are going to talk about the indigo children, the indigo children, the poor indigo children. So, uh, what are the indigo children? And uh, no, it's not the to 2012 a pseudo... uh, uh, movie, sorry. What, say, say that again? No, it's not the 2012 movie, I said. Uh, is it a There's 2012 a... movie? Oh, yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> yes, yes. There's a movie called Indigo Children from it, 2012. Who, who does it have in it? Uh, bu- 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 <laughs> came out 2012. Oh, released in U- United States 2014, so it must be a foreign film of some type, right? International Ooh. Film Festival. Uh, mysterious girl pursues a young man in her new small town... Coinciding deaths and disappearance disappearance create a common thread between them as they struggle with young love and loss over the course of one summer. This has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. So if you're interested in the subject of Indigo Children, do not look up that movie, because it will not help you or give you any f- information. Uh-huh. <clears throat> but... What we're going to talk about is Indigo Children, the pseudoscientific New Age concept, which uh, is that children who are believed to possess special, unusual, or sometimes supernatural traits or abilities. Uh, the idea was based on concepts developed in the 1970s by Nancy Ann Tape and further developed by Lee Carroll and Jan Tober. Uh, the concept of indigo children gained popular interest with the publication of a series of books in the late 1990s and the release of several films in the following decade. Yeah, because I, I when I was reading this, let's call a spade for a fucking spade. This is X-Men. Uh, or the concept, uh, to a degree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, d- um... Except for the mutate, there's no there's no idea of mutation here. It's something other than that. But it the concept is is X Men. Yes, the concept is is X Men because it's like telepathy and and other other things. 
that they should do. But all through, there's no scientific studies that gives credibility to uh, the existence of indigo children or their traits. The phenomenon appeals to some parents whose children have been diagnosed with learning disabilities, to parents seeking believe that their children are special. Critics view that, that this is a way of parents to avoid uh, parad- pe- 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 pediatric treatment or psychiatric diagnosis. Right. Well, ch- I guess we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, let's start about. Let's start with the origins of this. Uh, with this lady Nancy and tape. Uh, it originated as with parapsychologist and self-described synesthetist uh, and psychic. Oh, and psychic. Nancy, and, so she was a psychic in the seventies. Uh, in nineteen eighty-two, she published a Combound, which she expanded and republished in paperback in nineteen eighty-six. Nineteen eighty-six. Sorry. Understand your life through color. Uh, so this. Uh, do you know what synesthesia is, Fro? Yeah, I think I had it in the hospital, didn't I? I don't no, think so. No, that's an- that's anesthesia. Oh, right. <laughs> I was thinking about anesthesia. Maybe not the same. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> no, synesthesia is where you mix up things like... Uh, numbers with colors or sounds with numbers or sounds with colors or whatever. Yes, that's that's, that's definitely not the same. No. Uh, in uh, 2002, the first international conference on indigo children was held in Hawaii drawing 600 attendees, uh, and there have been subject uh, conferences in Florida, Oregon, and elsewhere. Oregon, hmm. have you been there? I've, n- no, I've not, but, uh. It, eh. uh, this was 2002, so I w- would have been just out of high school, so. And uh, there's been Two films that has been several films have been produced on the subject, including two films by New Age writer James Toothwit, a, a 2003 film Indigo, and a 2006 documentary, The Indigo Evolution, which I posted up on our uh, chat. Did you see that? Yes. Did you get a chance to watch it or or not? Yes. Oh, I've really? Seen, yes, I've seen almost everything of it. Right. Uh, it's a crap documentary. It is not It's good. really, really, really bad. I mean, there's some interesting information, if you because that's uh, we're obviously looking for the information to pull out of it, but as far as, like, documentary goes, it was really badly done. Uh, it looked like... it. it this was... Let's see. It was made in 2006. It looks like it was filmed in, like, 1994 uh, with, like, a VHS camcorder. Uh, But, like I said, there was some interesting stuff in there. Uh, 
Sarah W. Whedon suggests in 2009 article Nova Religio that the social construction, uh, the social construction of indigo children is a response to an apparent crisis of American childhood in the form of increased youth violence and diagnosis uh, and the diagnosis of uh, ADD and ADHD. Uh, we didn't believe parents label their children as indigo to provide an alternative explanation for their child's improper behavior stemming from ADD and ADHD. Uh, mm. So I guess it's a good place to go into that. What what do you think about that whole concept? I mean, they went into it a bit in the documentary that we watched. Uh, and they also talked about autism. How, uh, at least uh, according to this lady, Sarah W. Whedon, she says that these people are labeling their kids as indigo to provide an alternate explanation as to their child's improper behavior stemming from uh, autism or AD, AD, uh, ADD or something like that. Uh, where in the documentary they were saying indigo children are mislabeled as having autism or mislabeled as having ADHD when they're actually indigo mm -hmm. children. So both sides are saying it the exact opposite way. Uh, did you get that? Yeah, and it means that I'm an indigo person and don't have a mental illness. So that's good to know. But uh, but uh, it's it's it was it was extremely interesting because i i <clears throat> i think uh i i think people have uh, the ability to like sometimes uh think that way like my my kid is special my kid is is uh, special because instead of facing the difficulties of of uh, of of having, for example, autism. Right. Um, I think it can be that. I think other people just want to think their kid is special. I mean, I think a lot of mm. sometimes I don't think uh, autism or ADD or anything may be involved. It might just be this person already believed in this kind of new age religion uh, religious kind of stuff like these kind of concepts and so they have a kid and then the first thing they think is oh my kid is an indigo child you know what i mean like because they mm. already had that that concept in their brain uh and then they had the kid and they they're uh, they're gonna go there because they already believed in that concept uh, if that makes sense i think that can be some of the time what it is uh i think some people may have kids that have issues and they don't want to um they're afraid to get it diagnosed and so maybe they look up something on the internet or they you know they they go out and research why my why is my kid this way and they find uh this maybe even this lady's book uh this nancy tap tape uh and they go oh well this could be this is this explains it this gives me an explanation to why these things are happening. You know what I mean? Mm. And they use that uh, as a way to avoid ever hearing that diagnosis because it's scary to, to hear that from a doctor. You know what I mean? They don't want to mm. go through that, uh, that bit of bit of it being terrifying. Um, and please follow me when I say this, but, but I, 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 
I'm going to bring uh, in, in, in in kind of a thing that I was thinking of when I also was watching it. I was I was beginning to think of of uh, of uh, uh, mothers that don't want their uh, kids vac- vac- vaccinated uh, because they are afraid of uh, the the things inside of the vaccine will get them. Uh, to get autism and like, uh, and I, 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 when I saw an interview with one of those girls, they said something that really reminds me of this. Like, my kid is so special. My kid will not have any vaccines. I know my kid's best. I'm. I, I need to be allowed to not give my uh, kid a vaccine because I know. I know then it's not going to happen to them. And it, it feels like they're trying to maybe uh, explain away what's wrong with their kids so they don't have to face the reality of what's really wrong with them. I mean, there's there's a... That's, that's um, I guess, the acceptable way to think about this. Uh, the other way to think about this is that it's all real and that there are indigo children. Which is a, right. you have to get into that. We we're gonna have to get into that thinking at some point in this because that's kind of what we're talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's what we think as far as why this is an, a concept and everything. I think another reason this is a concept is there's people taking advantage of people who are looking for those answers and they're selling Definitely. them books and they're selling them tickets to conferences Definitely. in Hawaii and things yeah. like that. Uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if 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 on the same conference we find people that doesn't vaccinate their children. Do you understand where I mean? It, it I don't think it, I don't think the two things have level. anything to do with each other. Really, it feels it feels on the same level because they 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 don't don't want anything injected with them that that will turn them into something uh, like. Like this because I like you. I don't like understand. I no. Turn them into because, something like what? Like autism. They think there's been link between. Uh, Some people the, think that. I don't understand yeah. what this has to do with indigo children, though. I'm told that's what's confusing me. You no, are you I, saying that people don't, people won't give them their kids vaccines because they don't want them to turn into indigo children? Right. I, why wouldn't they want their kids to be super powered? Because that's I, different. I, I, I think you're confusing uh, two things, because uh, I don't understand how the two are connected. Yeah, because, uh, okay, would you like to have your kids be a superhero hero that would be uh, dissected by... Uh, uh, the government and looked into because it has superpower. Of course, you wouldn't. Uh, you would. I, I, I don't want my kid to be dissected by the government. But no, that wasn't part of the equation. You just added that. <laughs> but if, but if they have if they have powers, somebody will be uh, interested in taking. Uh, um, uh, uh, those powers and use them for the good of the government. Don't you think so? I, 
I guess it's possible. I don't know what. I don't know what this has to do with vaccines. I'm I'm totally uh, lost as to how we got okay. from vaccines to this. <laughs> Fro, you are so anyway. out of it today. This is ridiculous. But uh, yeah. I mean, as far as vaccines go, uh, there is evidence that. I mean, there is basically no evidence that they cause autism, but at the same time, right. there are studies that show one thing, or and there are studies that show another thing, uh, but there's no evidence to the fact that they do. So that's um, and so to have people say that it is causing that uh, without any evidence, that's the problem. If there was a mm. Uh, the evidence that they use is mo mostly circumstantial and this and that. Unless there's better evidence out there to show that the, uh, that's not the case. But, I mean, this is that's not what we're really talking about here at all. We're like, we're we've gone about... off on a tangent about uh, yes. about vaccines for some reason. I don't know why. So this is Nancy Antrap. She's turned uh, the Indigo children to a religion. Passionate, kind of. I mean, to a degree, I think this came, this whole concept came out of kind of a new age religion, uh, like that, uh, what's like a new age kind of concept, I guess is a good way to put it. So it kind of came out of that new age religion, uh, already, but, uh, she, I, I mean, I, according to this, uh, Nancy and Tape originally noted that one type of indigo child, despite being seen as a bully, was expected to lead a new religious movement. Uh, one author, Lauren Tater, anecdotally notes that every pagan woman should she knew who had or was going to have a child believed their child to be an indigo child. Uh, 2014, the University of Cambridge, uh, Beth Singler discussed how the term indigo children functioned as a new religious movement along with, uh, Jediism. Oh yeah, we talked about Jediism before. Mm -hmm. Uh, Singler's work focus focused in on the indigo movement as part of an overall discussion on, uh, wider moral panics around children parenting the diagnosis, the diagnosis of such conditions as ADHD and autism, uh, conspiracy theories about big pharma and vaccines. So this lady is connecting vaccines or with it somehow. I'm not really sure why. That's what I read. Yeah, that's why I was talking about it. But I don't understand why. <laughs> because because they think that uh, they think that uh, the government is giving them vaccines. Uh, so they will turn into indigo children. That's what I was trying to say. But that doesn't make any sense. Because all the things that I've seen, people, uh, the parents are happy their kids are indigo children. They're not mad they're indigo children. So to say that the government was turning them into indigo children and they were mad about it wouldn't make any sense. Uh, some of the people would be mad. I mean, I, I'm just saying, I even in, in the documentary, I saw nothing about that. I see nothing about right. it in any of the writing. Of them being afraid of vaccines turning their kids into indigo children, so I, I just don't understand where you're getting that from. But, um, but it says here on the Wikipedia they even think it. Some people, I don't see where you see that. I I see it says uh, that she was talking about a discussion about uh, 
conspiracy theories of big pharma and vaccines. Yeah. But that doesn't have anything connect. That doesn't necessarily have any connection with indigo children. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm like, this is what's confusing me. I'm like, I don't understand why you're putting these things together. And then you like added this connection with like the government turning them into them, which that just doesn't make any sense because it's the opposite of what they well, would want. Some, 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 uh, uh, mom has said, oh, I don't want to give my, my, uh, kids vaccine because I think vaccine turns them into, uh, having autism and from autism, they have then gone, oh, it's not autism, it's indigo. That's what was, what I was thinking. Oh, I never saw that anywhere. So, okay. Uh, I guess I'd have to see that. Uh, or if you have an example of it or whatever, but uh, as far as I knew, they the one they the in the documentary they talk more about not giving their kids like Ritalin and those kind of things because mm -hmm. there are they're indigo children and those things will mess with that will mess with their superpowers or whatever their indigo ness their indigo abilities uh, so they uh, they they avoid giving them those kind of drugs. Uh, I think, uh, when it comes to vaccines, I think at least in that documentary, it seemed like it was coming from like a, uh, some of the people were definitely coming from a Christian perspective. Did mm -hmm. you think that, did you think that? Oh yeah, definitely. Which I was not expecting this to be coming no. from that, those people, but it was, because this is a new agey, you know hippie kind mm -hmm. of religious kind of thing coming from the 1960s, 1970s. So to see a bunch of uh, suburbanite uh, Christian white people talking about it in this documentary was very strange. Another thing we, I should mention about the documentary and this whole thing in general, there is some kind of underlying racism here, don't you think? Yes, there is some underlying racism, but I, 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 I also feel like there's some underlining, like, super mention, uh, like, kind of, it, it, it could almost go a little, like, I, I mean, not, not, like, we talked about Germany, like, the white, white uh, supremacy thing. Uh, into it almost like the su super race. The, the exactly, right. Yeah, yeah. That definitely where, I mean, not only is it, I mean, it's probably just mostly white people because that's who the this kind of uh, theory would be sold to, you know, as far as like the books and the conferences and that, that kind of thing. But uh, that is the thing that really got me too, Fro, is the idea of these indigo children being like this super race that are like, more evolved than the regular humans, uh, that's where you start getting into this idea, like you said, of like the Superman, and it's like that's where mm -hmm. I, I start going. Okay, this could be a scary. Um, uh, there's some scary underlying racism, and that's what I mean by underlying is like it's not blatantly. They're not blatantly going. Oh, we need to kill off everybody who's not an indigo child, uh, but there is this kind of like oh, we believe that there's this super these, this race of superhumans. Uh, and that they're better than uh, us. They're perfect in every way, and we're just uh, feeble humans. You know what I mean? Uh, mm. That that's scary in the sense, like just when you think about Nazis and everything. Uh, but uh, let's talk about characteristics of what these children are supposed to be. Uh, 
descriptions uh, of indigo children include uh, the emp empathetic. Emp uh, uh, where let's see. They are empathetic, curious, and strong-willed. Uh, often uh, provided by friends and family as being strange, possesses a clear self of self deficient and purpose. Show a strong uh, innate subversive spirituality from early childhood uh, and have a strong feeling of entitlement or deserving to be there. Other alleged traits include high intelligence, uh, inherent uh, intuitive ability, resistance to rigid uh, control-based control paradigms of authority. Right. So according to all these... I'm also an indigo child. <laughs> yes. Especially that last one. Resistance to rigid control-based paradigms of authority. That's me uh, in a nutshell, right there. Um, yeah. I guess the one thing they don't mention on here, really, or do they mention it down here, blah, 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 blah. Another thing that kind of goes in with this is, uh, at least according to the documentary, um, reincarnation. They talked a lot about that in, in the documentary, of the idea that these kids... Uh, can remember past lives. Uh, that the reason they're so advanced is because they're another person that's been uh, reincarnated over and over again, and so they've been building up this um, spiritual intelligence, I guess, kind of like happy science. If you remember how that worked, mm -hmm. and that kind of idea of reincarnation, and that that's a big thing here. Uh, what do you think about the connection between reincarnation and this? I think it's kind of strange, to be honest. I, I didn't, I didn't understand it to, uh, at the beginning, but I, I, I can see, I can see what, what they, they are, uh, they are meaning. But I, I don't see, I, I, I don't really see it. Uh, you don't, you don't see how it connects. No. Well, I mean, they're just saying, like, people or kids who are born indigo children, uh, they're, some people, they believe, at least according to what I got, got from the documentary, some people are just regular people. Like, they're a human that's put on Earth. And some people are born indigo children because they're a reincarnated, uh, person from a, uh, they're a reincarnated person. So some people start out like the this is the first time you've been on Earth, and some people are reincarnated over and over again, uh, and those people would be considered indigo children, at least according to what I I got. Does that make sense? Like some people are reincarnated, some people are haven't been reincarnated yet. This is their first lifetime or whatever, and it, I guess maybe this is just speculation, but say you've been re reincarnated a hundred and fifty times. At that point, you've been you've uh, gained enough I don't know spiritual intelligence to be considered an indigo child when you're born. Uh, according to them, some of these kids can b remember their past lives. They can remember uh, they the one lady was telling a story about her child talking about how she used to be an old lady and and the child telling her about um, remembering her own death. And that, that was a kind of interesting story, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I 
absolutely. But there, there, there's something about <clears throat> I, I, I was, I was thinking about that when I was watching the documentary because I'm not sure we can call it a documentary, can we? I mean, it's a documentary. Can we call it? Yeah, I mean, it's a movie. It's a document. It's a movie that's all interviews, <laughs> and it's about a, a subject. So yes, it's a documentary. Okay. But uh, I I don't look at it as a fact, factual documentary. Is that okay to say that? Uh, yeah. Uh, but that's like saying a documentary about uh, somebody who a documentary about a guy who thought he got abducted by aliens isn't isn't a documentary. Right. 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 <laughs> okay. But I I was thinking about this when when I was watching the documentary that. Is this another way to try to explain things away? Like this uh, reincarnation thing? Is it like, oh, my child is special because it's reincarnated? Oh, yeah, it's just part of this whole idea. It's like, uh, it's their way of explaining why their kid is an indigo child. Uh, And then, I mean, the other thing is, little kids just have really... Uh, vivid imaginations, and so a lot of uh, kids tell crazy stories, and then their parents hear it. And uh, if they uh, the kid tells a story story about this uh, something like that happening, the parent is if the parent already believes this kind of stuff, they're going to connect those right. two things. Right. Right. But we have to talk a little about. Uh... What people like, uh, wh- why it's been criticized, because the concept of indigo children has been criticized for being less about children and their needs, about and more about profits to be made by self-styled experts in books, video sales, as well as lucrative console sessions, summer camps, conferences, and speaking arrangements. And here is where I fall in. This is where I believe it comes. Here is where I feel like it's most. Uh, this is a theory I believe in. That they do it for the money. Money. Right. I mean, some people do. Uh, obviously, the but some of these people who believe it, they're not doing it for the money because they're the one paying for it. Or paying for these books or these conferences. Right. So some people do right. believe it... Uh, Outside of uh, trying to make money off of it, obviously, otherwise, the people who are making money off of it wouldn't make any money because they wouldn't have anybody believing it. Uh, but so I, I don't think the you can just say automatically uh, the two are are you can't say everybody who believes this is only doing it for the money. I guess is my point. No, no, uh, no, not everybody. No, 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 definitely not. But I do think there is a um, a level of this that's like we said it's a, a kind of a new new age religious kind of movement where it doesn't really like when you look into it and you when you first think about it as far like when I hear when we were talking about it before and we were talking about uh, uh, Chiron or whatever uh, Cryon Cryon uh, and we talked about indigo children I never thought of it I just thought of it as like a thing as like like people like kids you know what i mean i never thought of it as something that could be turned into kind of a religion where this like with all these summer camps uh, counseling sessions and speaking engagements it 
with all that, it starts to look more like the new age religions that we've done on the show where they're always like, mm-hmm. well, whatever the last new age religion we did was the, we were looking up like, when is there? An, oh, you know, uh, no, it was Westboro Baptist church actually. Right. That was doing like, uh, no, whatever the last new age religion we were doing, uh, they were having a conference in Hawaii and that's like where the, this first conference was done in Hawaii. It's like, this is a new age religion without calling itself a religion in any way. So. Yeah. Definitely. And I wasn't expecting to find that when we went into it. I was just expecting to research. Oh, people believe there are these super supernatural, super powered kids. I wasn't expecting to go in this and find that there's like a religion based off of it. Uh, mm. So I thought that was very interesting. I think we should wrap this up. We gone pretty long. I believe so as well. Uh, where on the crazy scale from 1 to 10 do you rate this? When I first went into it, I would have it would have been lower because I it would have probably fallen more into the category of like an internal combustion if it just would have had to do with like uh there there's a possibility there's these supernatural kids. Once you get into like these people who once you get into the documentary and like that there's these groups that get together and they're all on the same kind of wavelength when it comes to believing in this kind of indigo children, new age religion. Uh, that's when it gets crazy. So I'd give it like a seven. What about you? Uh, I have seven is perfect. I think. Right. It's up there, but it? it's not as high as some things Sorry. we've done. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, have you seen a movie this week? Uh, besides the Indigo Evolution, which we just talked about, um, yes, which I don't re- recommend to anyone, even if you're interested in Indigo nope. Children, I wouldn't recommend watching this. Nope. We watched it because we needed the information, and it was in this the Wikipedia page. It was like, okay, we got to find. I I saw that and went, I got to find this because just for the uh, fact that we're doing it on the show, um, it's not fun. It's not fun at all. No, no. But it does have informa- useful information, but as far as documentary, like an entertaining movie, not, I would not recommend it. I watched the whole thing, though. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, The other thing I saw, I guess this is a movie that came out in England in 2017, but was released this month in the U.S. It's called The Ritual. Okay. Uh, I would recommend this. on Netflix, this. by the way. Yes. I think so, yes. Yes, um, it is on Netflix, by the way, I said. Oh, okay, but I don't, I mean, it's like, I don't know if it's on your Netflix, because we run into that oh, yeah. problem occasionally, if it's on Norwegian or UK Netflix or US, sometimes those things change up, but, um, it, it's a movie about some, uh, British, it's a British movie, it's about some British guys, their friend dies, and then to honor his memory, they go on this hike, uh, actually, in on this trail that runs between Sweden and Norway, Fro. Ooh. And they, one of the guys hurts his leg, so they try to take a shortcut through the woods, and it, tur- it turns horror movie. Uh, and it's very, it's a kind of thriller horror movie. It's a little gory, but lots of times in this movie, when the big, like, gore scene happens, they don't show it, they show you the aftermath. So if you're really worried about, like, gore in your horror movie as opposed to 
uh, it being a little less gory. I'd say this is a little less gory. It has some, but a lot of the good scares come from, like, jump scares and things like that. But I'd recommend it to you, Fro. I think you'd enjoy it. Cool. Did you see a movie this week, or were you too busy in the hospital? No, I did see a movie this week. A movie that you recommended for me last week. Oh, right. I already knew Uh, that. Huh? I already knew this. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But I can't, uh, for the life of me, remember the title of it. Uh, What was the planet's name? Oh, you didn't see the documentary? No. Um, the other movie I mentioned, uh, uh, the, uh, the Titan. The Titan! Uh, you said to me that I would probably not like it, so I went into it thinking I wouldn't like it. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was extremely much better than, uh, the, uh, Passover or the Leftover or... The whatever it's called. The leftovers. The, the the people that comes from the future. Uh the, the, oh, the crossing. The crossing. Okay. Oh my gosh. Um, and uh, <laughs> yes, I, I thought it was a marvelous movie. Uh, good acting, and I really liked. Uh, the ending was really sweet and also really sad. Did you see how uh, the, when I compared to Ex Machina, did you see like the kind of comparison yes. that was happening there? Yes. But you still enjoyed it, yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah, yeah okay. I I would give it a eight out of ten actually. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So the next thing I'm going to watch was what do you call it? What was the oh. documentary? Uh, take your pills, or take take, take your pills. Right, I think that's what it is. Or take my pills. No, I think it's take your pills. Yeah, and the ritual. Uh, yeah, I think the ritual is worth checking out too. I okay. thought it was really good. I think it, it has like seventy percent, I think, on Rotten Tomatoes, so it, it's rated Ooh. pretty well as well. So, talking about something that's uh. Really good rated uh, everywhere. Let's talk about blockers. Blockers. I'm in. Ooh. John Zeno. Where do I know that lady from? Like an old school cartoon billy goat. Honey, Mitch. Those are your daughters. <laughs> 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 That's funny. I used to hold that girl in the palm of my hand. Kayla's becoming a woman. You're going to have to deal with that. Thanks. I was looking for that. <laughs> Dad, why are you here? You think I'm going to miss the most important night of your young life? <laughs> Isn't that graduation? Graduation is for losers. <laughs> that 
Julie left her laptop open. You guys are snooping on our kids? All emojis have a secret meaning. Oh, eggplants are dicks. This is some kind of a dick-related agreement. <laughs> maybe I'm just saying, hey, you're okay with me. You're okay with me. I mean, maybe. What? Our girls are not thinking things through. I'm going to stop them. I'm in. I'm fully planning on having sex tonight. Wherever the night takes us. The night's gonna take us there. Wherever the wind sails our ships. Your ship is going into my harbor. They're getting away. WWVVV. What would Vin Diesel do? What? Hey, Fast and the Furious is completely unrealistic. It's not a documentary. I get that. Oh my gosh. This looks just cheesy to me. I don't, I don't know. No, no, we're chugging, right? We're butt chugging. On the count of three. Oh, lager or an IPA? Doesn't matter. Oh my god. Jesus, he's spit roasting himself. I just chugged a 40 with my asshole. I'm a team player. So, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about, Luke? Uh, blockers. Julia, Kayla, and Sam are three high school seniors who make a pact to lose their virginity on prom night. Lisa, Mitchell, and Hunter are three overprotective parents who flip out when they find out their daughter's plans. Uh, so, yes, uh, this got 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.6 .6 out of 10 on IMDb, so pretty good there. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look, I mean, from the trailer, does not look great to me, but, mm, I could be wrong, I guess. Maybe we're not the audience, because I've heard this is a chick flick. Uh, hilarious coming-of-age film from a new perspective. Girl sexuality is being more uh, than an object. The entire theater was laughing out loud, and yet will also tug us to hear heartstrings. We can all use a good laugh, and this movie will give us that, says Desiree R. from uh, Rotten Tomatoes. So that's the big, 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 big uh, good score. That I was, I was like. Okay, there's some some twos and ones and half and points. Okay, <clears throat> are you ready for? <laughs> are you ready for a half star? Sure. Donald Trump. That's it. That's it. Yep. Okay. What? <laughs> mhm. Mm Something I missed here, I guess. All right. Uh... I don't know. Uh, let's see. I got some from the Facebook, of course. Um, the Facebook. Uh, there was a lot. I don't know why, but there's like a lot of um, Republicans that were hating on this movie. I don't know why, but there was. Here's one from Jake Ooh. Bailey. Horrible movie, bad writing, bad plot, bad acting. In their defense, the movie would have been horrible with anyone in it. Super disappointed. More PC liberal propaganda and nothing more. Don't waste your money. And here's another one from Rob, Robbie Paul. Don't bother with this. You'll be sorry you wasted your money 
on it. It's a lib fest and not funny. So I don't know what. Uh, here's another one. Uh, don't waste your money. Seth Rogen is an unfunny, angry liberal who thinks it's funny to show teenagers doing lots of drugs and underage drinking. Uh, so I guess I think Republicans just don't like Seth Rogen. And I think he uh, produced this movie or whatever. Here's a positive one, though. Uh, Terry Crismoles says, okay, my review. This movie had a lot of funny moments and had a good flow. Was it an Oscar-worthy movie? Definitely not. But it was entertaining, and that's all that counts. <laughs> Secondly, yes, it does have a much more raunchy type of humor, but, we have, uh, but we've all seen uh, American Pie and the Neighbor movies. I actually enjoyed the movie a lot, and yes, for those complaining because it has raunchy material, uh, you know what the movie was uh, going into it. But overall, I liked it. It looks like it. Uh, uh, it looks like any other movie from uh, the trailer we've seen. But I will give it a chance when it comes out on DVD. I will not go to the movies. Right. I'm, it, but... I'm not going to go pay for a movie ticket, but I'd see it when it comes out on DVD for sure. Yeah. WrestleMania, or as I called it, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> I, I thought it was okay. I, I I will talk more about it on another on another show called That Wrestling Show uh, on Friday. But um, what would you give this out of ten? All over. Um. Uh, overall, I'm I don't know. I guess a seven again. <laughs> It's yeah. like, it wasn't amazing, amazing, but it wasn't terrible. I, I had fun the whole time, so. How tired were we of watching John Cena? I'm talking about John Cena. Before. Uh, did luckily, at the beginning, they did it a lot, but then he uh, left ooh, for a shit while. Did. Uh, so, I mean, it would have been even worse if it would have happened through the entire thing all the way up until Undertaker came oh. out. But luckily he went to the oh. back at one point or whatever. I don't know. So, yeah. uh, it was annoying, but... and it, just, it was so annoying. Uh, it was off-putting because you were in the middle of watching a match and then they cut away to him. Yeah. Like... I want to be. Wa I want to watch the match. I want. That's why I'm watching wrestling. Is to watch wrestling, not watch John Cena not drinking a beer and pretending he is. He's like, I'm mm. human. I consume food and beverage. See, but then you never act like he just dumps it past his face or something. Um, I know. But yeah, I thought I thought that was kind of stupid. The whole thing was dumb because I. When, once we get to it, but uh, the match itself, I thought was pointless, and I thought the whole thing we didn't need it. <laughs> the in the, we didn't need it in the, the show at all. It was unnecessary, uh -huh. and I didn't think it was. It wasn't like a big surprise or anything. So yeah, I don't know. Let's get into this. Let's go into this. The WrestleMania. You have the results. I am guessing. Yeah, you do the matches, and I'll tell you who won. First pre-show match, uh, we have the Android Giant Memorial uh, Trophy. Right, the Battle Royal. Right. Um, 
which Matt Hardy won. Yeah. And, and you got the point. Right, and I got a point there. You picked Slater, Corbin, Elias, and I picked Hardy, Ziggler, Big Cass. Uh, you it was funny that Matt Hardy won by eliminating Baron Corbin, of course. And we got um, we got Bray Wyatt showing up. That was kind of interesting, but I would have liked to see him like with like a new gim- like a new getup, new outfit, yeah. new kind of. Uh, he did the same kind of uh, the the scream with the crazy graphic entrance and everything it was he's exact same character i wish he would have changed a little bit but that's fine i guess um elias was scheduled to be in this match that's why you had picked him and he wasn't in this match bro no he wasn't but he was scheduled uh but he just didn't show show up so he go against john cena instead so that was fun uh, next match was uh, Cedric Alexander against Mustafa Ali in a tournament for the vacant WWE Cruiserweight Championship. And I got a point there. Uh, Fro picked the other guy. Then Naomi won by eliminating Bailey at the Res- uh, WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. And Fro got a point there. That was the person you... We were like... Uh, last week, uh, I had sa- we had said we were going to pick one person that wasn't on the list. And Fro goes, oh, yeah. Naomi. And I go, she's on the list. And you're like, can I pick her anyways? And I was like, oh, <laughs> fine, whatever. And then she wins, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Especially yeah, hilarious because um, she it, looked like, it looked like she wasn't in the match anymore. And so yeah. when I was watching it, like me and Fro had already gotten off the call at this point because he... He passed out, and uh, I'm watching it, and uh, up to that point, or like, you know, there, there, everybody had gone out that me and you had picked, all six people, and so I was like, mm-hmm. oh, neither one of us is going to get a point here, and then all of a sudden, one of your picks comes in and is like, I'm not actually out, and then wins, and I was like, oh my gosh, Frog gets a point, crazy point. <laughs> then we have a triple threat for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. And it was Seth Rollins against the Miss and Finn Balor. Seth Rollins defeated Miss and Finn Balor. Right. You're doing yes. this like we're doing predictions, but we're doing results. So, yes. um, and we neither of us got a point there because Balor, we both picked Balor, which I yes. still think would probably have been the better choice, but whatever. Yeah, me too. Uh, then we have a singles match for the, the SmackDown Women's Championship. Oh my gosh, bro. <laughs> We're doing resu- results here, not predictions. Uh, Charlotte Flair defeated Asuka for the Women's Championship. Right. Uh, and I got a point there, and Fro did not. Ginger Mahal won over Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, and Rusev uh, in the Fatal 4-Way for the WWE United States Championship. Right, and did either neither of us got a point there, because I picked no. Rusev and you picked Orton. So, yes. Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey defeated Triple H and Stephanie in a mixed mag, mixed mag, mixed tag team match. Mixed mix mag, mix bag match. Mixed mag, mixed mix mag. Mixed mag is a, a, a magazine for DJs. Actually, um, <laughs> we both picked that, so we both go to point there. Mm-hmm. 
the Bludgeon Brothers defeated the Usos, uh, New Day, uh, and New Day, yeah, in a, a match for the Smack, SmackDown tag team match. And we both picked the B-Bros. Mm-hmm. The Undertaker defeated John Cena. We didn't. We didn't bet on this one. Uh, oh, no. it was a tiebreaker. Well, but it it, it really didn't go into it. But uh, we did guess that, or you said the match was going to happen. I said it didn't. Uh, but that didn't actually go to the points. Daniel Bryan and Shane defeated Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And neither of us got a point there. Nia Jax defeated Alexa Bliss. I got a point there. Oh, and you got a point there as well. Yes. Uh, AJ Styles defeated Shinsuke Nakamura. And I got a point there. You did not. Ron Strowman and Nicholas. <laughs> Which this was probably the highlight of the night for everybody. Right? Oh, so, so fucking amazing. I defeated Cesaro and Sheamus. And the Nicholas hashtag, like, exploded instantaneously on Twitter. Uh, and there were all these Nicholas jokes going around. And I was listening to one podcast, and apparently they took all the Nicholas jokes as, like, people really hated this. When people just thought it was uh, hilarious. But It was funny. People don't understand. Some people don't understand online humor. So they, they see people making fun of it, so, and they instantly think they don't like it. When in actuality... They're just making fun of it because it's the internet and you make fun of everything on the internet. But I, I really loved it. I thought it was hilarious. You you heard it was uh, like a referee's son, right? No. It was uh, John... The guy who... Uh, the referee who refereed the match. It was his son. Uh, the Nicholas. So that's kind of cool. And then on mo- Monday, it was very funny when he comes out... When, <laughs> Brian comes out and he's like, he has a That's scheduling so conflict. Conflict. He needs to be in school. <laughs> he's only in fourth grade. Yeah, it was very good. And then the disappointment of the night, Brock Lesnar defeated Roman Reigns. Right, and neither of us got a point there, because we both picked Reigns. Because that seemed like yeah, the obvious thing, but even last week I said... The only way they're gonna uh, Lesnar's gonna win this is if they do it for the sake of the swerve, just because everybody thinks Reigns is gonna win, and that's clearly why they did it. Everybody thought yeah. Reigns was gonna win, so they said, "Oh, if everybody thinks that, then we're gonna do the opposite." Um, and a lot of people were really angry at the crowd uh, because of this match. Did you hear anything about that? Yep, because what they uh, what did they chant? This is. Awful. Well, they chanted a lot. They chanted CM Punk. I, I guess uh, this is like a, a few months ago. A few months ago, the WWE had banned beach balls at their events, if you remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess a bunch of people just had beach balls and were waiting for this match. And so, like, a bunch of beach balls came out. And so, a lot of people were mad about that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, just because they don't like uh, Roman Reigns in the main event is really what it comes down to. But it, I, I think, um, I, I just think it's interesting that people hate on the crowd, uh, but at the same time, they, 
They don't seem to, like, individualize people. They go, oh, that crowd is so annoying. But they don't say, oh, but this this person at the crowd was so annoying. It's always the crowd as a whole is, is so annoying. I, I just don't think people understand how wrestling shows work. I heard a comparison. Mm. They were like, do you go to a movie and when you're in the movie, you just start tossing a beach ball around? No. And I'm like, that's not the same thing. <laughs> if you're at a concert, you do go and toss a beach ball around because you're like, that's what happens at a concert. And I would say a WWE wrestling show is more like a concert than it is like going to a movie uh, as far as the etiquette goes. So, I don't know. The whole crowd thing, I'm really sick of people complaining about it. It's the dumbest yeah. thing ever. But uh, let's talk about Monday Night Raw. Uh, I was sad Paige uh, went and said goodbye to wrestling. That's what I thought of as <laughs> many with me. She came out and said, oh, I can't compete anymore. Goodbye, everybody. And I was like, okay, that's the last we see of Paige. Right. It was oh, it was an all right send-off, I guess. And then she shows up at, as the new general manager of SmackDown the day after. What did you think about this? I really like it. Uh, I think yep, that's a good move. Uh, I mean, I, really I kind of knew something was going to happen with that just because I knew Daniel Bryan wasn't going to be in that position anymore. But having right. Paige there, I think, hopefully it will work out well. Hopefully she does a good job. Who knows? It could, she could yeah. turn out crap. But I would just like to get rid of Shane McMahon and just have her do it. Because yeah. we don't need Shane anymore. Get rid of him. I totally agree. Uh, but uh, no, this, but, this was more than okay. What else happened on Raw? Uh, Let me think. Uh, oh, da, 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 da. so many cold pops. We had... Right. So many call Authors of we had Pain, the, which I'm pretty excited about. Old Brothers. Just, I, I'm excited just because at least we have some new tag team matches because that has been really stale lately. Ember they, Moon is Ember good, Moon. I guess. I mean, I've never been a Give huge out. Ember Moon fan, to be honest with you. Me neither. Uh, and then who else came up? I, I don't even remember. I think that was about all that happened. And then SmackDown is, at least for me, was the biggest thing that happened this uh, of the two wrestling shows, oh, I guess. Was but, uh, Car- uh, the, but the Sami Zayn uh, Owens fight was really, really good on Raw. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was a good match for sure. Amazing match. Uh, I mean, it had a little bit of a screwy finish, but. I kind of expected something to happen like that just yeah. because of the stipulation that w- one of them would have to would yeah. get a job and one of them wouldn't. I was like, that. how is that going to work? But th- it was a good match, but, you know, those two guys always have great matches. But but what, what is going to happen to them next week? Da, 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 da. We have got the Superstar Shake-Up next week, so that's going to be yeah. the big thing next Interesting. week. Interesting. But SmackDown, the big thing of, the, of those two shows, at least the coolest thing to me uh, was Carmella cashing in after so the beatdown. Uh, Peyton Royce and uh, what's the other girl's name? Uh, why can't I not remember right now? Uh, Whatever. The two NXT girls come in. They yes. obviously are going to be on SmackDown or unless they get traded to Raw to next week. Who knows? But um, they're, they beat up Charlotte and then uh, Carmella comes in. And the referee was like, are you sure? 
He's like, he was like trolling her, kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. that part I thought was great because it really built the anticipation. Like, oh my gosh, is she not? Is is Charlotte going to get up and not? Uh, and either beat her or is Carmella going to realize? Oh, I don't want to actually cash in, but cash in, and she actually got it. And Carmella's the new champ, and I'm like, I'm so happy. I, I, I'm. I'm so happy. I, it's so much better than having Charlotte as champ. To, uh, I'm so happy. We're the only two people in, like, the world that, uh, like Carmella as much as, uh, we do, I think. Because yeah. we're huge yeah. Carmella fans. Uh, yeah. Both you and me. Yeah, so, I think, for us, this was probably more cool than, uh, some other people were probably like, uh, gross, Carmella. Because some people don't like her, but I think she's great, so. She's amazing, and she's going to be such a good heel. I can't oh, wait yeah. to see, see what they're doing with her. I loved her rubbing it in Charlotte's face after Charlotte gets up and she's rubbing <laughs> it in her too. face and Charlotte's just like yeah. mad, like uh, looking at her, like giving her the evil eye. Yeah, it was very good. Good stuff. What did you, what did you think about Shinsuke Nakamura's seal turn? I loved so, the interview he did with the guy uh, in the back amazing. where he's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I you're talking about. English. I don't speak English. <laughs> very funny. <laughs> Oh, but Nakamura seal. How amazing is it? It's going to be really good. I mean, yeah. the thing about all this is next week we're going to get the shakeup, and so we're going to get all these new matches. Plus we have the, the heel Nakamura. The funniest thing when we were on the uh, on the Discord call, the one of the people on there was like, I, tr- I had to like sit there and explain to him why when, uh, out on WrestleMania why it was a heel turn. And he's like, We've gotten to a point in the WWE where people don't like people don't know a heel turn when they see one because WWE oh, yeah. does it so badly all the time. I had to be like, yeah. "Listen, he hugged the guy and then he gave him a low blow. That that's turning heel." <laughs> and then he's like, "Well, maybe he's just going to come back and he's going to it's just going to be them it's their uh professional rivalry." And I'm like, "No, he is a heel now." <laughs> no. And it, and when when he had it to it's like I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I did that. I yeah. did not mean that. I what? think he's going to be way better as a heel as well. Like Overall, made... wrestling this week was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and they made sure that uh, they told us that uh, the biggest Royal Rumble is going to be a really cool main event. I'm going to watch it. That's for sure. It looks Are like you? there's going to be a bunch of good matches on there. I think I saw that Undertaker's actually going to wrestle at this. Is that real? What? Let me go and it? check this real quick and make sure that it's not... I didn't see it. I like, saw Jin's, John Cena against uh, uh, Triple H. That oh, I no, saw. here it is. I just wanted to... I saw, like, the... Gra- gra- I just wanted to double check and make sure that it wasn't, like, a... Somebody made it up and it was all like a uh, a gimmick. Nope, this is from WWE Facebook page. Undertaker will face Rusev in a casket match at the Greatest Royal Ooh, Rumble event. That's cool. I guess. Why is Undertaker wrestling? <laughs> Just go away, Undertaker. Yeah, but I, I I I can I can like that. I guess so. Yeah, Whatever. We'll see. Maybe it means something bigger. Maybe something bigger is going on. Could be. A part of a storyline. 
We didn't see John Cena either on Monday or Tuesday, so it's uh, going to be yeah. interesting. Yeah, who knows? We'll see what happens. I think this is going to be a one-time thing. I think they're just having Undertaker do it because it's in Saudi Arabia. But Maybe. Yep. Let's move on. Uh, you have something you want to plug? Uh, just westcoastwrestlingconnection.com. Go check out the YouTube page and the TV show. Um, yeah, and audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Go get a free book and a 30-day trial. Do it. Next uh, next week, we will uh, turn things not around. We will talk news of the week. We will have Eurovision. We will have the WWE book. We will have... Talk about the fourth industrial... <laughs> the fourth industrial revolution. Thank you. And we have uh, another digital review of True for Dare. Is that a horror movie? Horror movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Truth of Dare? Or is it Truth or Truth Dare? Truth or Dare. Oops. Okay. <laughs> I was like, Truth or of Dare. Okay. From uh, Loopy Loop uh, Road in Norway and uh, Lucky Luke <laughs> for. Uh, in uh, the great uh, big country of United States of America. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.